it really comes down to, do you want to grow a brand? And if that's the case, then that's what I would argue. That's why you want to go. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. And if that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight figure Amazon sellers. Now, are just here for Amazon sellers, what does that even mean? Well, the truth is a lot of people who sell on Amazon are discovering that actually direct to consumer can be part of the picture, although not always effectively. So that's one reason we've got today's guest on. Eric Melkor is the partnerships lead at Optimunk, which is a very cool all-in-one CRO platform, conversion rate optimization platform for e-commerce brands. So Eric, uh, welcome to the show, show, first of all. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Michael, thanks for having me. So to business here. One of the things we've got to think about if you have a direct consumer site is obviously, you know, once you've got it there, actually getting traffic there, and that's hard enough. But then once you've got the traffic, you've got to get people to engage. So today we're going to talk about specifically that sort of nasty, but, you know, messy hybrid use case where you're primarily selling on Amazon, but you do have a DTC site and making use of that. So first question then is, is, is Eric, just how do we even begin that process? How does it even fit in? Yeah, well, I think what makes Amazon so successful is that they've been able to personalize the shopping experience in real time. And for brands that are not on Amazon, they're historically haven't been able to do that. I mean, Amazon has so much success. They started with the one-click shopping years ago, and then they added customer reviews, and everybody thought they were crazy when they did that. But they've just been continuing to be innovative. They're not really relying on email marketing. They're not really relying on SMS. It's that real-time shopping experience. And that has had a competitive advantage over brands that are not on Amazon uh, historically. And so what Optimunk is trying to do is give some of those brands that are not on Amazon, those Amazon-like superpowers, the ability to increase the average order value with different tactics and strategies, the ability to return your your spin on Facebook advertising, uh, the ability to, to grow your email subscriber list. So we're not quite there yet with what Amazon can do for a brand, but we're, we're, that's what we're marching towards. Yeah. And, and it's true that there is no other Amazon. I think partly it's not just a functionality thing, is it? Amazon's got a, a hugely strong brand based on genuinely, I think, customer obsession. A lot of uh, brands say stuff and do something different. And Amazon's very consistent. They, they are pretty rough with third-party sellers and they're pretty obsessive with customers. So yeah, we, ha- we haven't built that overnight. So sort of splitting that on its, spinning that on its head. Assuming that for the, the purposes of this episode, we'll talk in the next episode about people who are, you know, really doing significant revenue, revenue through their deep to see sites. But on this one, assuming that you're mostly selling on Amazon, 
how can we use a D2C site or even our own site full stop, even if we don't make sales on it? I guess list building is going to be one of the things, isn't it? Tell me a bit, bit more about how. Yeah. Yeah, list building, list building is definitely one of the things. I and mean, I think if you really want to grow a strong brand, I think you have to go D2C. Uh, because if you're just on Amazon, you do have to worry about the copycats out there. I'm sure that you, you would probably agree with that, Michael. So if you're looking to create a strong brand and go D2C, then you can quite easily get started with some of the different platforms out there like Shopify, WooCommerce, or Magento. And once you did get started, once you do have your website, there are a few things that are interesting that you can do when it comes to conversion rate optimization. Some of the things that you can do now, like on Amazon, by recommending products or trying to upsell or trying to increase your average order value, you can do all those things with a CRO platform. And you don't need to have a big, uh, a big tech team. You don't have to even know coding, how to code or be a developer. Some platforms are designed in such a way that they're designed for marketers. Drag and drop interface. So easy to get started. I don't even know HTML, Michael, but I know how to use this platform and do some pretty cool and robust things like brands like Blendjet. They're a DTC brand launched in 2018. They're doing over a couple of million dollars in revenue. And one of the reasons for their success is that they've been really focused on increasing the average order value. And that's something that with a CRO platform that they were able to uh, easily do. And so I can give you a couple of examples of that, but I think that's just a good way to kind of get started that if you are thinking about going to DTC, it really, it really, do, it really comes down to, do you want to grow a brand? And if that's the case, then that's what I would argue. That's why you want to go down that route. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And I guess that has sometimes a, uh, what's the word halo effect, which is absolutely huge. In fact, it's halo is not the right, right word for it, but I know that I've had friends who are helping a big brand to grow through Facebook ads and they were focused on the DTC site, but this brand had, I think about a million dollars a month in Amazon sales. So it's very big already on Amazon and their efforts and DTC site just kind of as a side effect grew their sales, um, two X on Amazon, which was pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah. not always a separate yeah, universe. Right? I mean, not everybody's going to buy directly from the store. They're going to go back. They're going to maybe do a search for it. They're going to maybe go to Amazon, do a search for it. So. It's not just the first touch point that they see. It could be your DTC store could be like the, the second or third touch point. They may not even make a purchase, but then like you said, they went to Amazon and made that purchase there to see if they can get it cheaper, maybe perhaps. Yeah. And or they trust Amazon's fulfillment. I mean, they've had good experiences of Prime. They've probably got a Prime uh, subscription. So therefore they are, you know, already paying for it. They feel they want to get the value. So it makes sense that people would do that. Okay. So look, let's talk about list building because that is something that you can do and still definitely sell mostly on Amazon, which I know that if you're an Amazon focused seller, that's you're going to trust that it works and the whole DTC thing feels more like an unknown experiment. List building. Tell me about list building. How do we optimize? Yeah, I think the smart marketers today are thinking about list building with zero party data. So what is zero party data? That is, if you don't know anything about the person, about the audience that's coming to your website, simply engage with them. And for example, if you're a health and wellness brand, maybe you sell vitamins or you sell supplements that help people gain muscle or lose weight or maybe even sleep better and those are your primary your primary products if somebody comes to your website you just simply ask them you know what are what do you share for what do you want to get the best out of this visit for what are your pain points present those different options and then based on their selection then you can say fantastic you know let me take you to the part of the website that is most valuable to you just like an in-store shopping experience if you go into Zara H&M or somewhere else, 
hi, can I help you? What are you interested in? I'm interested in buying, you know, uh, dress shirts. Great. Come follow me. I'll show you where the dress shirts are. Same thing with online. You can do that with zero party data. Uh, people also call them conversational pop-ups. And for, for people that are really unfamiliar with the brand, they're not quite sure where to go, where to navigate, why have them waste their time, you know, by spending, try to spend a minute or two. And people don't even have that luxury anymore. I think most people get to a website if they can't find what they're looking for in probably 20 or 30 seconds, they usually exit. But if you have that nice little micro engagement by asking them, you know, how can we make this experience better for you today? Can you please let us know what you're interested in? More than more often than not, people are going to make that selection and then you can say, fantastic, great. This is the content that you're interested in. These are the top selling products in that product category that you may be interested in. And in the process, and the process after they give you that, that information, you can also ask a second question. By the way, would you like to get, would you like us to send you a coupon for 10% off? If so, just enter your email address here. And there, the average conversion rate of people who do that are anywhere from about 10 to 15%, which is much higher than the standard email conversion rate of your, your normal welcome pop-up that gets you like a 2% conversion rate. So if you're, if you're thinking about going that route, trying to grow your email list with a DTC site, then think about zero party data and using conversational pop-ups and just doing it, you know, the very smart way. And you, you easily can get an uh, email conversion rate 10 to 15%, Michael. Yeah, that sounds really powerful to me. And I guess what's really good for me, if you're on Amazon, you don't get much of the, you know, the, the uh, I was going to say third party data, but I don't know which party it is now. There's so many complicated discussions. The consumers, we, we don't get the consumer data normally, and you certainly don't get much information about them. So having that interaction with the consumer where you actually not only capture an email address, but more importantly, I think get to know a tiny bit about who's buying and what stuff do they want. So that you're segmenting your list or segmenting your customers overall, not just email segmentation, but you're understanding your market, right? So I think that's yeah. that's really important. So how does that how do you view that whole understanding the market through the interactions thing? Because that feels to me like that's really the missing piece on Amazon. We have a lot of keyword-based data, but not customer-based. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a big feature that you can't get through Amazon. And it's so important. I mean, Amazon realized how important the real-time shopping experience is. That's why they, they did every kind of improvement that they could think of so that a person doesn't have to leave their website. They get the product recommendation. I even think 35% of their sales come from product recommendations. Similar to like Netflix. I've seen a lot of shows and documentaries uh, based on the algorithm that they recommend to me because they know my shopping habits. And so when you're thinking about a DTC site, it, it was, you're on point there. It's like the segmentation effect is even if they don't make that purchase right there and then, you can segment them, tag them. You know, this person going back into the health and wellness example, this person was interested in losing weight. So now if you have a different email flow set up, you can send them content on losing weight. It means that they're going to be much more engaged, much higher conversion rates through your email marketing efforts. And, uh, and so it's an overall impact on not just the real-time experience, but then also on your email marketing. And the other thing too, Michael, that, that a lot of marketers miss is that when a person's really interested in your brand or, or your products or service the most, it's when they first discover it. It's when they first click on an ad or they first click on an SEO link or a blog post or maybe even an affiliate link, right? That interest is very, very high. But that interest is only going to last for maybe a few minutes, maybe about 10 minutes right? And so that's why it's very important to try to customize and 
personalize that experience when they're on the website. You can do that with zero-party data. That's the advantage. So if you can engage them and ask them and find out what are they really interested in, then you can customize that experience on the website and make sure that they're not wasting time, but then also collect their information so that way you can nurture them with the right content that they're, that they're interested in. And so most marketers, they focus on the email marketing or maybe SMS marketing, but that interest is already diminished and it's already like a day later because it's like when you, when you first, the first girl that you were attracted to, maybe that was in high school or junior high, that interest is really, really high. And so when somebody discovers your brand or product for the first time, same thing, interest is really high, but as time goes by, that interest starts to fade. So you really want to start, start that personalizing effort and experience as soon as they discover you. As soon as they discover you, and that's where zero-party data comes in. Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I guess they've got that curiosity or the fact they've clicked on an ad is showing there at some, in NLP terms, I suppose, in some kind of exploring states. And as you say, it probably lasts for less and less time in the modern world. So just, we got to, we keep saying the word, so we better just define what does zero-party data mean and how is that different from first, second, third, or whatever, nth-party data? What is this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope I don't, I don't butcher this, but so third-party data, for example, maybe you buy a list and that list, you know, you get some names, email addresses, maybe mailing addresses if you're doing like direct mail. I don't know where second-party data falls. In fact, you don't, you never even hear that term anymore. <laughs> Second party, what happens to that party? And then first-party data are things like you can collect from the link. So if somebody clicked on your Facebook ad, you know the source, you know the website, if they're coming from a website, you even know the location. And so even things like with first-party data, you can do some pretty cool things with CRO. Uh, if you get a lot of inter international traffic to your website, we always recommend if at least 20% of traffic is coming internationally, then you can give those people a custom experience when they get to your website. It would be nice if you were a US-based retailer, and let's say you're getting a lot of visitors from uh, the UK to see, to show like a little welcome message and it just says, hi, you know, welcome, we ship to the UK. You see a little flag there of the United Kingdom, and then it says, you know, all prices include taxes, and if you spend more than 100 pounds, there's free shipping. That is a, a really great message for somebody who's unfamiliar with their brand, who doesn't even know if you ship to their location, and you can do things like that with first-party data. So there's a lot you can do, uh, not just with zero-party data in the platform, but also first-party data. First data as well. Okay, and just to be clear about the difference uh, between those two, what, what is zero versus first-party data? I don't, I don't want to be too technical, but it's just one of those things that keeps coming up in conversations. So Yeah, so zero-party data is where there's really no cookie-based data, and you have no information about that person whatsoever. You don't know if they came from a search ad or a specific website. They're sort of like the unknown of all your visitors and your audience. And so if you know nothing about them, that's where you can start collecting zero-party data. Now, you can collect zero-party data from even your first-party data visitors or, or even your third-party data visitors. You know, zero-party data is not specific just for those visitors that you do not know. You can collect that information from anybody that comes to your website. And, and third-party data, what, what is that? What's the difference? I tend to look at third-party data as information that you buy, typically lists, like email lists or even direct mail lists. And so there's, all the, there's, there's also other sources out there where you could buy online data and, and people, those visitors and those audience are, com are coming from typically another source that you, you purchase from. But 
but even then you don't really know where those visitors are coming from. You just know that they came from that specific source that you purchased from. Interesting. So I guess what you're saying, to put it in simple, non-technical ways, is you've got some people, you know exactly where they come from. It doesn't necessarily mean you know a lot about them and their, their psychographics. You might have demographics like this is a list of, of women aged 35 to 55 in the Boston area who go to gyms. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you know their objective is to lose weight, for example. So you still need to collect that zero-party data. That's interesting. I think in the end, uh, for me, one of the things about consumer how can I put this profile, if you like, is that what matters is their buying behaviors. In the end, a lot of the other stuff's kind of irrelevant. Like if somebody's going to come and buy a weight loss supplement, I could care less that they are, you know, 35, have two children and drive a Porsche. I mean, it doesn't make so much difference. Although if you're going to be more sophisticated in your branding, then you might want to know that, right? So very interesting. Uh, Also a rabbit hole we can fall down, but it's good to know the differences because one of the reasons, and I I just, I suppose we should touch on this because it's such a big, theme for people in the direct consumer universe is a friend of mine and, and, and client Ashley Pierce, I'll give him a shout out, is uh, running a really good agency that does SEO work for people who sell on Amazon as well as direct consumer. And he's been really pounding recently about how hard it is because the cookie kind of cookies are going away and, yes. and Apple iOS updates and Chrome updates and what have you. So in that universe, I guess what we've been describing works really well, but are there any other thoughts around how we capture data and and get information about our consumers, especially where they've come from, which is so critical? Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. If that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. Yeah, I mean, really, really no no other thoughts around that. I mean, our platform is really designed for, for marketers that are interested in trying to deliver the best experience as possible, regardless of where your visitors are coming from, right? Whether you know them or whether you do not know them. And so that's where, sure, okay, I know I went down and made it sound like, you know, we're all about zero-party data. Uh, but the truth is, a lot of people, a lot of big brands use our platform to grow their average order value, or maybe to grow their email subscribers or reduce their abandoned cart rates. Uh, there's a lot of CRO specialists in agencies that are becoming more and more popular because as it becomes harder to scale just by writing ads on Facebook, or maybe by doing SEO, or maybe some of these other tactics that people have got been able to grow their business by. This is where it makes sense to like get the best return on your investment when people are actually on your website. And that's where conversion rate optimization comes in. And that's where a platform like ours comes in because we give those marketers the power to be able to do all these different tactics. Now, there's more than 40 different tactics that you can do. We don't recommend that you do all of them. Obviously, we recommend that you actually, because every e-commerce store is different. Every brand is different. So we recommend that you actually go through and and just try to answer a few simple questions. And based on those questions, we can guide you and let you know, like, here's the tactics that you'll probably even get the best return on investment. And for example, if you've got a store that has a high cart abandonment rate, 
then great. Here are some tactics to reduce that. But if you don't have a high carded vitamin rate, you can avoid those tactics altogether. If you have a store that's got a lot of global international traffic, great. Here's a chance to really take care of those visitors, do something special for them. But if you don't have a lot of international traffic, you don't need to do that tactic. Or if you have a store that is collecting SMS subscribers, then great. Here's a tactic that you can get both emails and SMS subscribers. And if you're not collecting, well, you don't need to worry about those tactics. So it's it's different uh, for every brand out there. And we give you all the tools and the knowledge and the know-how how to implement those tactics. Great. Good answer. <laughs> that, was a, that was a very deftly handled answer. I guess I'm asking a traffic-related question to a person who deals with what happens once the traffic gets to your website. <laughs> get better at using the traffic that's there, which, by the way, totally makes sense. I, I would say this as well, that the fastest way to lose money is to throw money at ads, even on the Amazon ad system where you are within the universe that that you know is shoppers, not searchers, right? And, and it's not like somebody's looking at pictures of, of cats and they're suddenly getting a Facebook ad. Even even so, it's greatest way to throw money out the door and run at break even, which is even kind of more heartbreaking than losing a lot of money where you just turn it off. People yes. just run for months and months at break even and they're giving so much money to Amazon. So yeah, getting great at what happens when they get to the product detail page on Amazon or on direct to consumer site or anywhere in your direct to consumer site it is so important. You're absolutely right. And a great point. Whatever the leak is, if you plug that leak, the system becomes more efficient. It yes. totally makes sense. And you've got a great tactic library, which I think is an example that I think everyone should look at this. He's got a DTC site, even if you never want to use Optimunk, obviously you might want to explore it, but it's at optimunk.com forward slash tactic hyphen library. And the reason that I think everyone should look at it, Eric, is you guys have done a very nice job of moving from content into sale in a very effortless way. So if I click on here and say, cart abundant and stop it. Okay. Let me have a look at this. How do we get some tactics? So you give some nice tactics of how to deal with it. And then you say, oh, by the way, we've got something that will help you to do this. Click here to buy it, you know, which is a nice sort of transition from problem, solution, product, right? And I think that's nicely done. I think that's what we all need to be in the business of doing outside of the Amazon universe. So that's good stuff. Thank yeah. you for taking us through that. Any other thoughts before we wrap up this episode? So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. But what's even cooler is, okay, let's take a step back here. So Michael, for example, I think the US has like, 400 million people, but I think something like 70% of Americans are overweight, something like that. And if I stood up in, in front of a big stadium and I was addressing the entire crowd that was overweight and I said, Hey, I've got, I've got the solution on how you can actually lose weight, right? It's very simple. It's called diet and exercise, right? Everybody knows what that is, but is everybody going to do it? No, because it's not that easy, right? It's not that easy. So when it comes to conversion rate optimization, we can provide all the tactics and know-how and knowledge transfer and examples. And when we do that with the tactical library, not everybody's going to do it because it does require a little bit of effort, right? And so what's coming down the pipeline is we've got our first one that was released and it's called the Smart Headline AB Tester. And so now you can basically, in Optimark, if you want to A-B test different headlines on different pages and you don't want to come up with ideas for different copy, then you can just use our little smart headline tester. We're going to recommend five or six different headlines that you can test and you can put this thing on automatic. And so that's it. You don't even have to touch it. It'll test two different headlines. Once it determines a winner, then it would actually uh, test the winner against a new headline. And it'll continuously do that until you know conversions get at the maximum point, but it's pretty much hands off. 
And coming down the road, we have what we call the smart product page optimizer. Same thing. If you want to test different headlines, descriptions, benefits, and run A-B tests on your, on your different product pages, even if you have dozens or hundreds of product pages and you want to do this automatically without having to roll up the sleeves and do the work, we're going to do that for you. And so that's what's coming down the pipeline. What we're really, really excited about is taking advantage of AI and trying to just do conversion rate optimization for you. So that way you get the benefits of today's technology in a platform that's very robust like Optimum. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and obviously it wouldn't be a podcast in 2023 if we didn't put some AI in there. So hey, that's that, that good. But that sounds like a good use of AI. I mean, basically, computers are good at, at testing things against each other in a statistically driven way. And so it makes sense to do that. And, and you'll have a ton of data, I guess, to see what sort of keywords tend to convert or page layouts and so on and so forth, right? So yeah, that, that makes total sense. Great. Well, for anyone who's curious about Optimunk, if you've got a direct-to-consumer site, optimunk.com forward slash taxic, T-A-C-T-I-C hyphen library. Eric, thanks for coming on. We're going to talk directly about how to increase average order value, which is or should be an obsession for any D2C site owners. But for the moment, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank you, Mike. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. And if that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.